Hello there, welcome back to Science Fiction. My name is Salim Sutterwala, and as always, I'm joined by my friend and co-host, Carl Eames. Carl, how are you? I'm all right. Having a, a decent day. I'm just a little gloomy out, but, uh, you know, that's not too bad. How are you doing? Cool, cool. Yeah, not too bad at all as well. I am um, not too uh, crazy. I finished, been pretty, I mean, been pretty steady with, free time and stuff uh i finished the one uh, 90 spider-man show now i'm on spectacular spider-man um doing that doing uh there's a bunch of movies out right now that i want to i need to go watch creed three and then i want and then john wick comes out this week the fourth mm -hmm. john wick i want to go watch that too um but yeah, outside of that, I've been pretty pretty steady. Uh, nothing crazy going on for me. Anything new on the toy front? Uh, front? Well, um, kind of. Uh, I, I'm on break right now, so I'm not making anything. Okay. Um, but as far as like purchases and things like that, there is a new. Um, which I'm again, like we have kind of discussed with you that there's a Spider-Man game on PlayStation Four slash PlayStation Five, came out oh, yeah. in 2018, I think. Mm -hmm. um, they're making a sequel to that game. It's supposed to come out later right. this year, um, and then there's some toys for that, of course, because why not? But one of those uh, Miles Morales toys was uh, announced today, so it looks pretty good. I might pick that up. Um, but uh, not a whole lot. I did also, I kind of tweeted about it too, that um, there's a Resident Evil game um, that's coming out this week that I'm very, very uh, anticipate, highly anticipating. I can't wait to play. Um, I ordered the special collector's edition of it, and that cost $250. And it comes with a statue, so that's why it costs so much, because normally it would be $60. Um, so... I'm going to have a big statue come in or I don't know how big it is actually. So it could be like this or it could be like this. Um, nice. But uh, 
yeah, that's coming in on Friday. So they just shipped that today. Um, but yeah, that's that's all for toys for the most part. Well, yeah, the the Spider-Man game I know a lot about just because that's like the only reason I want to buy like a play a, a gaming system. <laughs> like oh. that's why I keep telling you that would be like the worst purchase ever made just for one simple game. Well, there's two uh, now. spending a lot of money. Well, technically yeah, three. Because there's a Miles Morales game that's a standalone game, so there would be three Spider-Man games. How much is it on Xbox or only PlayStation? I can't only on PlayStation and PC. Okay. How much is it? Uh, how much is a PlayStation now? Uh, well, if you want to play the new one that's coming out later this year, you have to get a PS5. It's only going to be on that. So those are uh, retail. $500 with the disc and then there's one that does not have a disc so it's digital games only and I think that's like 450 or something like that I, I can't remember yeah yeah why, why would anyone care if they have a disc because the disc you can play like physical games like uh trying to point at things those oh because if, if the, people had okay I get it yeah if people previously had purchased the it wouldn't matter to me because I don't have any games. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe I'll do it. Maybe one of these days I'll just uh, buy one and so I can play the Spider-Man games. And that's all I'll ever do again is play Spider-Man games. You can play Batman <laughs> games too. Batman, they're, those that's are true. great games too. That's it. Say now I'm, I'm trying to convince you. Those are great that's games. True. Those are fun. Those, uh, especially the Gotham Knights one that's uh, coming out, or is it out already? I can't remember. Uh, the Gotham Knights game is already out, but there's a suicide, the Justice League or Suicide Squad kills Justice League games coming out in May. Okay, okay, maybe, maybe I will. I'll, I'll, I'll mull it over, um, and then, then I will. But only thing I don't want to do is get addicted to them because then it, it becomes expensive. Like when isn't isn't like a PS6 supposed to come out in the next year or something? Nah, definitely not. Okay, well, that's good. Maybe if I because I don't want to buy it and then, then then the new one comes out and then the new games are can't be played on the PS5 and it's like what the hell I spent all this money and I can't even play these new games. No, the PS5 just came out in 2020. PS6 is nowhere near coming out anytime soon. The PS4 games are playable on PS5, so even the old games from PS4 will still work on PS5. So there's there's that too. Well, maybe maybe this is something I'll give in on and, and go ahead and do it, but we'll see. But uh, yeah, let, let's get into our show. Uh, we have a couple of fast flicks that we will be getting into and then eventually after the main topic is both of us watch Shazam so we will talk about that uh so let, let's get into our fast flicks first all right the first fast flick so Marvel Studios veteran producer Victoria Alonzo is leaving she's exiting mcu uh, um yeah that's uh i think she already uh, left. She i did. think she left on friday of the past week oh she did okay 
Uh, she's been with them for since the beginning, pretty much since the beginning, right? Uh, 2006. Yeah, right, right before Iron Man. So before Iron Man came out. So yeah, since the beginning. Before even yeah, so before they were with MCU, it was they were she was with them. So, um, or Disney, I should say. Um, no, it was it was specifically yeah, that... Marvel Studios because Marvel Studios wasn't owned by Disney until 2010. I want to say 2009. 2009. That's what I'm saying. So that's what yeah. I'm saying. Okay. It was before Mar- Disney. So like before Disney owned them, she was with them. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a big big thing. Um, you have to wonder if there's like an opportunity that's opened up for her somewhere else that she's like maybe she's gonna be the Kevin Feige of something, um, for somewhere. Maybe a Sony. I can't remember who's Sony's lead. Do they have one? Maybe they want to. Maybe they um, her. yeah. That this is a woman. I don't remember her name off the top of my head, but it's that one woman that, like, if if you ever seen those memes with Kevin Feige, where they're uh, oh yeah 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 no that's right I remember I remember and yeah, she yeah. was she called him and to save uh, Spider Man or something like that or like jokingly. No, no, no. And, uh, You're no. That's somebody else. Uh, like, if you have ever seen the interview, he he's sitting with her, and she's like explaining all this stuff of what what's going on with Spider Man and how he's gonna be in this movie and do this. And Kevin's like looking at her like all twisted and stuff. Like, what are you talking about? Like, but he's like not saying anything because he doesn't want to correct her like on camera. So he's like, like this. Um, I forget the her name, but. No, okay. um, yeah, like when Tom Holland, um, when when Sony pulled Tom Holland from the MCU, Tom Holland called it was a like the CEO of of Sony stuff, but not the not the director or like the decision maker or whatever. But because that's a guy, uh, but you're thinking about the woman that um, I, I can't I can't again I can't remember her name, but yeah, uh, like you said, like we don't know um, as far as with. Uh, Victoria Alonso, uh, the reason why she has uh, left Marvel Studios has not been stated publicly, but that was as of Friday. And um, again, she joined Marvel Studios back before Iron Man, so like she was there for that. Uh, she was the executive vice president of visual effects and post production. Um, and then in 2015, she was promoted to the executive VP of production. And in 2021, she was up to the president of physical post-production and visual effects and animation at Marvel Studios. So basically uh, what this means is, although she didn't like directly make any of the visuals for What If or She-Hulk or um, uh, Werewolf by Night or Moon, uh, Moon Knight or anything like that, she oversaw all of that. So at the end of the day, uh, the product that was put out for all of the visual effects and all post-production effects and things like that, WandaVision uh, and things like that are her responsibility. Again, she didn't do them herself, but she oversaw. So any any production house, any visual effects house that Marvel Studios used to create all of those visual effects and create those creatures and yada yada, um, she selected them. She is the one is overseeing their work and approving it or telling them to modify it, whatever. So if 
And I know it's kind of been a point of contention uh, over the last couple of years, and maybe that's one reason why she's left. Uh, as we've discussed before, I know you don't like the visuals in, in She-Hulk, uh, and uh, there's other people that have talked about things uh, like from, for I don't instance. Dis- I don't dislike them. They were just not as good as they could be, I feel like. Yeah, sure. And, and then um, whether people don't like what if, because some people, I like what if's art style, but some people don't, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and vice versa uh, with, you know, whatever this come out, you know, with visual effects. Um, do you think this was a uh, motivated by that because of the unimpressive visual effects? Do you think there might be another opportunity or is it just she feel like, you know, because we don't know anything, but how do you feel about her departure. Yeah, I mean, like I said, you know, I, I have no clue. I mean, maybe there's, I mean, there's rumblings about that. Maybe it's about the the visuals and things like that. Um, like I, I was thinking originally, like I said, when 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 I asked you your thoughts on her leaving, like I thought maybe she had an opportunity somewhere where she could be like the lead of everything. Um, and uh and and you know it'd be kind of hard for her to pass up so that's why she's deciding to step away but i suppose if someone was trying to make her the lead of something you would think that would leak beforehand because before james gunn left officially disney or whatever that was announced that he was gonna go take over dc so it could be more so about her um not liking or maybe they wanted to control her the way she was doing the effects a little bit more and that just didn't sit right with her so a conflict of creative interests or control and she just you know what i can i'll leave and you guys can find someone else that fits your vision better if you will um because you and i also talked about about how MC, well, I have a clue about it up because it, I mean, it's not been anything official. It's just been a lot of murmurs and it's been like not just one person, one rumor. It's been random things popping up about they're wanting to be more quanti- quality over quantity. Uh, so, and at least emphasis on quality. So that could be in part as well where the quality is they want to change up the quality of it and it's just something that did not meet with her as far as creative uh creatively so it could be that for sure yeah certainly and then um just to your point like um with with sony maybe it's that but i was also thinking because i mean don't get me wrong there's been people uh, visual effects houses and someone has been overseeing uh dc because again dc has their kevin fahey already and and peter saffron and and uh uh, james gunn but as far as publicly we don't exactly know or at least it's not been like a a a regularly occurring name and who's been uh, in charge of the dc visual effects so what if she's jumping ship to go to the other side uh uh we don't really again we don't really know it's just us just chatting here so um until something is announced uh we don't know if that's the case either but that would be interesting if she did go 
and uh, I was actually hired by DC to do their future movies because they got they got stuff they're they're ramping up, they're finishing up Aquaman. Uh, the Flash is done, uh, but then they got to do Superman pretty soon, and they got to do uh, whatever else they're doing. I got I can't remember already. No, for sure. Um, we'll we'll see what happens if she, her name pops up. As far as her getting an opportunity somewhere else, that's you know better or whatever. Um, we got to move on to our next fast flick. Uh, it's only last, well, the last fast flick or the only other fast flick we have, and this one is exciting because you and I are very uh, much looking forward to this show. Uh, this is a show near and dear to our hearts since we were little kids. Um, and we're getting some clarity on what the show is kind of going to be about. Because you and I, so it's, it's about the X-Men reboot of the 90s animated series where the new one is X-Men 97. And you and I were wondering, you know, where are they leaving off at? Is, is that final season? Because remember when we had previously talked about, uh, and mm-hmm. originally there's been a lot of criticism about that final season. Um, and how it ended, how things went, and the, the the changes that they did. And then we were wondering, like, oh, are they just going to scrap that season? Or are they going to leave off from that at the last episode? And we got some clarity here with that. So first things first, the, the main villain for the X-Men 97 season one is going to be a familiar villain. It's going to be Mr. Sinister. Uh, Nathaniel Essex, a.k.a. Nathaniel Essex, or Nathaniel X Essex, a.k.a. Mr. Sinister. Um, he's going to be the, the main villain, uh, and that's going to be voiced by Christopher Britton, uh, who did the original X-Men, uh, Nathaniel X Essex, uh, a.k.a. Mr. Sinister. And we're also finding out that it is indeed ending, like I said, where Charles Xavier has Take, be taken away because uh, the Shi'ar are the only people that can keep him, continue to keep him alive because something happens to him where he's passing away um, and in this new one, the new leader is, is not going to be Xavier anymore, it's going to be Magneto he's going to be leading the X-Men uh, from the start of this season, so those are two pretty big big pieces and uh, for information for us that it's like I said, pretty, pretty, pretty exciting as far as um, the things that we need that we've kind of learning and uh, you know getting good idea about the show. What are your thoughts, Carl, about those two bits of pieces that we've learned? Uh, one of the most important things to me is that uh, confirming that we're going to have the same voice actor for Mister Sinister. From the original uh, original series in this new one, um, that's big important because I and, and just over the years having um, listened to and, and and read all of the things from the the, sh- the original showrunners of the show as well as the uh, director of the show uh, commenting on their choices for uh, you know voice acting and how how deliberate it was because. You can hear like like you can hear like if you're actually really paying attention um there are so certain instances they didn't just pick anybody to do voices not even like even just characters that are in the background like when they're in a foreign country 
they actually have the act like all of the background characters when they're talking they have the correct accents and they like went out of their way to make sure that all of these characters have uh the correct uh ethnicities and and, and roles and stuff like that and and uh, accents and stuff like that and the voice acting in general from the main characters was some of the best top notch at least like from back then um apocalypse is absolutely my favorite from the uh original series and then mr sinisters is up there as well and i absolutely absolutely love his voice and then you got uh, other character other voice actors uh you know for rogue and uh, Storm Wolverine and so on, and this is again just confirm- confirming that he's coming back is is a big thing. Um, secondly, this is kind of like them making their own interpretation, which honestly I'm I'm shocked I haven't read it yet, but I do kind of know what happens. Is uh, Uncanny X Men 200 is where um, Magneto is? I think he goes on trial in that issue, but he is the leader of the x-men for a little bit starting with that issue um so this is mirroring something that does happen in the comic books and i i think even in the uh the last year when at comic con uh if i remember correctly they were sharing the character art we were when we went over that they were sharing the character art and designs and magneto had the more big m that was like going across his chest and goes all the way down to his uh legs and stuff so that's straight from the comics um so yeah that was that was my indication that they were going to go with that for magneto him being the leader but uh with this this plan with sinister basically wanting to to take out the x-men and that's like the overarching plot of the whole season um i think that works just fine for me uh of course i think we also discussed that they confirmed a season two so um obviously we don't know what that's going to be but i hope it is also something uh interesting and can continue to incorporate new characters because that's really also what i want to see is how they're going to incorporate new characters with um now with mr sinister being this villain yeah and i'm interested to see because i know there's been some adaptations of x-men that have done where sinister is working with apocalypse Mm -hmm. and it starts with Sinister, and then you find out at the end of that it's the stuff that he was doing it was for Apocalypse. So that would be interesting to see if season one is Sinister, and then at the cliffhanger of season one, we find out, yeah, he got defeated, but it, or technically defeated or whatever, uh, and, and and Apocalypse comes into play again, where I. Uh, where the 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 grand scheme of the plan is still in in motion and apocalypse is going to be the main one in season 2 so that's going to be an interesting thing to consider as well uh the fact that they're making sinister the the main villain of season 1 um and yeah you mentioned obviously magneto in in the comics he it's and, and if i remember correctly in the comics it's it's Charles Xavier is actually presumed dead at that point, right? And that's when Magneto takes over as the X Men. Like that, I mean, he's not that technic- part. I don't know. Not- yeah, yeah. Like in in the comics, like it's technically, like obviously Xavier comes back again later, but when the comics at that moment, like Charles Xavier has passed, and then Magneto, in a kind of, um, kind of a feeling 
uh, I don't know if it's a feeling of like, like I need to take on my friend's legacy or something like that. Um, so he becomes the leader of X Men. Uh, but yeah, like I said, this is exciting. Like we're getting closer and closer. This is next. Uh, next was it next summer? Right? I keep forgetting. This fall. Oh, this fall. That's right. That's right. So we're getting creeping closer. Man, I can't wait till they drop the trailer for this thing. Like, um, you you talked about. Obviously, you mentioned what they're bringing back the voice actor of Christopher Britton. I mean, they're bringing back all the same voice actors. Uh, yeah, as far as I know, I mean, I, most of them are coming back. As far as I know, obviously, it's not Cyclops because unfortunately, uh, Norm, the voice yeah, of uh, Cyclops, he he, he right. passed away. Um, and so it won't be him. And um, I know I thought, I thought Rogue for sure. Um, Rogue is absolutely coming back, and so is Cal for Wolverine and Beast. And I'm not 100% sure on Storm. Uh, uh, her name's Allison. All of these, ever literally everyone I just said is going to be a C2E2 next week, uh, by the way. <laughs> and um, let's see, I don't, the ones I really don't know about because she. They just never make public appearances as Jean Grey. Um, I don't even know who her voice actress is, so I don't know if she's coming back. And uh, Jubilee, I have no idea. Um, I've seen more. I like I, I know I've heard him interview, interview, but I haven't seen whether or not if it's going to be the same voice actor for him coming back. Um, but in the very least, I believe Gambit Rogue... Uh, Sinister, uh, and then uh, pro- probably Storm, definitely Wolverine, and uh, Beast are all coming back. I hope they bring in um, Colossus, Colossus and Nightcrawler as well, like as as a regular characters of the X Men. That's um, what it seemed like. If because in the in those uh, character. Uh, concept uh, arts that they had shared last year. They had Bishop, Cable, Nightcrawler, and Morph on there. Okay. So uh, it's at least it seemed like implying that Morph was going to at least be on the next season, if not as part of like the uh, part of the team, and then Bishop coming okay. back. Which okay. yeah, we'll see if he actually sticks around or if he's going to continue to time hop. But yeah. Yeah. Um well Cable too technically is a time hopper. Uh he's not right. like but so. he, then he does stay around. That's true. So That's I true. don't know if they, they um, they're implying also that he'll be actually stick. Um yeah, so interesting, but yeah, that's exciting to learn more about the show because it's been kind of a kind of in the dark for the most part as far as um what they might do with it, but yeah, let's get into our our main topic here. Uh, unless you had any final thoughts before we move on, uh, no, I don't. Although I am thinking about something else X Men related that if if we have time, uh, maybe I'll stick in at the end. But it it might take a little bit, so maybe we'll save it for later. Okay. Uh, so yeah, let's get into our main topic. So Carl and I did watch Shazam two. Uh, we do have the trailer here, so we're going to play the trailer first, uh, the official trailer too, uh, and then we'll get into our thoughts and review of the movie.
we are at war. We will annihilate everything. Champions of this realm can do nothing to stop us. You are very menacing. I just want you to know that. A lot has changed in the last few years. The wizard gave me superpowers. Shazam! And then everybody got superpowers. Started from the bottom, now we're here. All right, here's the situation. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. The daughters of Atlas are coming to hunt us. Children stole the power of the gods. You ripped it from our father's core. Okay, I feel like maybe I should be writing all this down. Give us the powers, child. Your world will not survive this. You want these powers? Come get them! Hey, Khaleesi! Started from the bottom, now we're here. All right. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. We have one job to do. Save the world. Finally! I don't know how we fight powers like this. I can't do this. Take my powers back. You gave them to me, so you would take them back, right? I spent millennia searching for a worthy champion. You know exactly what must be done. Billy, what are you doing? I have to do this. We end this now. Yeah, we do. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. All right, that was the trailer for Shazam 2. Um, so, Carl, I'll let you go first. Uh, what were your thoughts on on the movie um, with all the characters, the storyline, and uh, the villains, and what have you? Uh, so, um, I think I mentioned before, they took me forever to get around to actually watching the first Shazam movie. And I watched it for the the first Shazam movie for the first time last year. So that's still relatively fresh in my mind. It came out in 2019. Um, so uh, that being said, this movie is decent. It's pretty decent. Like, it's not, I wouldn't say it's at the, uh, uh, I mean, given how the Snyderverse has been, um, uh, you know, from Man of Steel and all of those movies up until now, this is not in the top tier, top level of uh, all of those movies, but it's also not at the bottom either. Um, it's okay for the things to be kind of mid, kind of in the middle. Uh, it's still, that doesn't mean bad by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty fun. And uh Again, again, not my favorite, not not a uh, nothing to be obsessed about. I wouldn't say, but it was a very nice movie. Um, is is the words that I would use. Um, one thing I tried not to do is watch reviews, honestly, before um, 
movies or games come out or anything like that i'm trying to enjoy so i can have my own uh perspective on it and have my own opinion on it um but i did watch one review after watching this and i also don't like using their words but um they kind of summed it up the same way that i would like to in that if you watched the first shazam movie and you liked the first shazam movie you will like this one too and if you did watch the first shazam movie and you did not like the first shazam movie you will not like this movie because it is more or less the same not as not exactly like the same plots but it's still using the same kind of jokes it has the same kind of action and fighting and they do do they do dial it up a little bit with the uh the jokes in my opinion uh not that it's not in a bad way it's just more of leaning into what made uh the first movie the success that it was or in the very least as appealing as it was but again that was not universally appealing because i know the first shazam movie wasn't uh wasn't exactly the most well received now, again, not that it was bad, but it's just not for everyone. And this is kind of in the same vein. I think it's just not for everyone. And that's kind of it's kind of weird, though, still, because uh, for me, this movie is just like in the trailers. It's about family. Um, uh, that's the overarching theme of this whole thing is that uh, just showing, you know, the Shazamly as they are. Uh, how they use their powers and they work for good and and, and things like that. Um, although it's still a Shazam movie, and I think w- there's some other things that we'll talk about shortly. Um, not getting into too much of what happens later on and and some of the politics behind this movie. Um, but yeah, like the it's about family. It's a family. It's a movie worthy of taking your kids to. And you don't have to worry about seeing anything obscene or any obscene language or uh, anything like that. Like it's, it's, it's kid safe for what it's worth. And there's nothing wrong with a superhero movie. Like you, you think super, there would be more superhero movies that are more kid friendly um, uh, given the landscape, but it's kind of weird that there aren't. Um, it does feel like that. Uh, it's kind of dated because I think like when, when like the MCU started um, they were a little bit more kid friendly at that, at that point. And they've been gravitating towards more adult things and more mature things and stuff like that. Um, This feels like a movie that could have came out in like 2014 um, in that regard. But again, it doesn't make it bad. It's just, uh, just the storytelling aspect of it. But I, I do like a lot of the jokes. I do think it was fun. I really like Steve, the pen. I like the jokes that they told with that. Um, I, I really like uh, just exploring a little bit more of the Shazamly and stuff like that. It's just, yeah, I think it's a shame that the critics are slamming it so hard. But I do think that the people that have gone to go see it, as far as what I've been seeing, uh, the fan reception has been mostly positive. So um you know how do you feel Celine? yeah i thought it was fun like i like so i remember like i thought black adam was was, was like decent like enjoyable and an entertainment entertainment aspect i would say this was a top above a, a notch above that like like i, I actually thought the storyline was better flow um yeah, thought, definitely <laughs> 
than than Black Adam. Um, and it, it makes much sense too because obviously Black Adam is supposed to be a villain, and you know they're trying to make him more of a like that gray area anti heroish good guyish, you know, in a sense. But yeah, this like I said, I like you know I I I, I like the humor. I liked seeing um the them the family interacting with each other uh i I liked yeah like i said you know it is similar to the first one the only thing confused me was like the 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 main villains like i thought i was expecting something different because i haven't really read the comics and i don't know how much uh of the comics they're comparable to these three sisters uh if you will but I I was expecting something a little different because it didn't seem like all of them were tech necessary in, in the actual movie. Not all of them are necessarily bad. Like one of them is good, good in a sense. The other one is kind of that just wants to have her life back or her or her her world back that the humans took away. And then the third one is, which is Lucy Liu, is the real actual villain of the of the movie. But going into it, I was thinking like they were all three, well, two, because right? I didn't. I, I I don't know if we we're supposed to know the third one is obviously that there's a third sister uh, going into the movie. That's kind of maybe a surprise of bits, unless you've read the comics, maybe you know. But um, at least I didn't. I don't know if that's something you were surprised with. Oh, there's a third sister, and she's the third sister. I, I, were you yeah, surprised that, by that, or? that surprised me too. But uh, to go back a second, um, the villains, these three, these are original movie villains. They are not in the comic books at okay. all. So okay. That's fair. although they based a lot of what was going on, like this, all on Greek mythology, Zeus and all of that stuff, and Atlas, mm-hmm. these are the daughters of Atlas. So they are actually daughters of Atlas by name, right. and they've just been adopted here because you know obviously shazam is based off of greek mythology mm-hmm. and all of the, all of the powers and stuff and you know wonder woman and uh you know they've been to have zeus already in the uh zack snyder justice league movie and so on but so yeah right. they, again, these are uh 100 they're not at all in dc comic books they just use them for this movie Right. And yeah, I, I'm with you. Like, I don't understand why, like, it's getting completely trashed by the r- critics. Like, I mean, like, there's worse movies that I feel like critics have given good ratings to. Like, like, and, and I think my another theory of mine is starting to hold true here because so the box office numbers haven't done well for this. No. Um, and I, I think again, DC, DCEU, if, the critics, like not fans, the critics are trashing it. People are are less likely to go to, like less likely to go to the box office to watch this. Mm-hmm. And they're not giving it the benefit of doubt. Um, and I think that's like I said, the same thing happened with Black Adam. Like, that, did I think Black Adam was great? No. Um, do I think it was? Did it deserve to be trashed and have ridiculously like like in a sense lose money in the box office? I don't think so. But like I said, because critics just absolutely trashed it, and fans generally have a bad taste in their mouth for DCEU, uh, they're looking at the critics' ratings. They look at you know whatever critics site you go to, whether there's Rotten Tomatoes or um, 
what's the other side, the metric or meteoric or whatever, metric. metacritic. Um, and then oh, they say, oh, they're trashing it. Oh, I don't want to go to the box office to watch this. I'll just wait till it comes out or if I want to watch it at all. Um, but yeah, so I think I think that's probably played into it as well. But yeah, like I said, it was a it was a nice movie. It was it wasn't it wasn't bad. Um, it had like I said, you know, it had. Uh, it'll be interesting, I guess, to say how they proceed with the character because that's still kind of confusing. Um, <laughs> there's no talk about them recasting Shazam or if they're going to continue with Shazam. Obviously, uh, I mean, the spoiler, the, it, it kind of leaked, so it kind of ruined it, but uh, Wonder uh, Gal, Gal Gadot is in here as Wonder Woman. Uh, she makes a late, like, she, it's, very, it's one scene. It's not like a huge uh, role in here, but that also is going to be interesting to think about as far as what are they doing with her? Like, how much of any of this how much any of this matters like you know like uh-huh. yeah, like because that obviously how much are they because they're redoing stuff so how much are they redoing how much are they getting rid of uh, and that could also play into and in factor too to be frank with with people wanting to go see this is like what's the point like like because a lot of these like i get like a lot of movies like yeah you don't need a sequel to, but with the comic book movies, we know there's like a connectivity thing, right? So people mm-hmm. tend to want to go watch these movies because they know, okay, the next, this is going to connect to something else that's going to happen later. So that's more interest to watch it, but they know DCEU is completely getting rebooted. Um, at least the stuff that Snyder did. And this was part of the Snyder verse. So what's the point of watching? It could be, the thought process for some as well um but yeah like i said you know for me i enjoyed it um i thought it was like i said it was a fun it was a fun movie one thing that i uh just to just a quick chat about stuff in the movie um I, i think i brought this up before when we were watching trailers it was that the actress as playing mary uh in the first movie that when she was Mary, you know, she, yeah, uh, she was Mary, right, right. but then she transformed and became an adult, the adult version, superhero Mary, and it was a different actress. Um, in this yeah. movie, she's older now. I mean, that was 2019, it's 2013. She's an adult already, she's an adult already in the movie, and the actress is four years older now, so they kept her as the same. So when she was, you know, still Mary without powers. And then she transformed. She still was the same actress, which I I really liked that a lot. Um, but to that point, and is very uh, interesting because uh, the actor Asher Angel is the person that plays Billy Batson, um, the young you know child. He's not eighteen yet, but he's like two months away from turning eighteen in the movie. So at that point. And also, the, I think the actor himself is actually 20 years old now, or give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, so, with everything that's been announced with DC, Shazam is not on that slate for, you know, whatever. I think it's like through 2020, no, 2030, 
or something like that they can still add things in there like that's not everything that they're doing but for what it's worth there's there's no shazam on that slate shazam is not going to be in the justice league which is another thing we'll talk about later on in the movie uh but he's not going to be in the justice league and there's no justice league movie anyway but um by the time they come back to shazam whenever that is which at this point does seem like it would probably be after 2030 Asher Angel, it's seven years from now, he'll be 27 years old. All of the other Shazamly, the kids that are still children, still teenagers now or kids, they'll be adults by the time they get back to uh, Shazam. So I have a hard time thinking that they would still use Asher Angel and all of the rest of the kids to play the same roles, even if they want to, because again, we are seeing in some regard some recasting like superman is not going to be henry cavill but uh amanda waller will still be viola davis and the amanda waller show so there will be some actors that are going to be kept and put into the new rebooted dc universe but i have a hard time thinking that anyone from shazam is going to be kept whenever they get back to shazam because the whole point of it is that it's a kid that transforms into an adult superhero not or maybe he's gonna be or maybe 21. they get a or maybe they get a new billy batson and then keep asher as the adult shazam right that that's like be. that's one thing that they can do they can have could then then because like i said you can either keep zach levi as shazam and recast billy and it would just be a new Billy Batson because it's a new universe anyway. And so it doesn't have to be um, him turning 18 and continuing to age. It can be a new universe and Billy's now 10 years old now. So it just restarts or you can do like you just said, Asher Angel becomes the new Shazam. Zach Levi has to, you know, move on because he's already looking kind of old, not going to lie. Um, Right. <laughs> right. But if Asher Angel were to become the new Shazam and then they recast the younger Billy and have him still be young, they can go in that route as well. Um, and then they again they would have to recast the whole rest of the Shazamly too. Um uh, but yeah. be, Zachary Levy will be almost fifty by the time or will be fifty by the time they do anything with um with Shazam again, probably. So yeah, I would imagine they'll move on from him. Yeah. And then, yeah, it, it just the whole, uh, which, you know, I don't want to talk about it yet, but just uh, all the other stuff going on with the role. And um, it, it, it's hard for me to think that he would want to come back um, unless other people were willing to work with him. But, you know, we'll see about that. But, yeah, it, it's it's yeah, it, it's hard because like, I do like all of the kids that are playing like like Darla and and uh, Pedro and. And Freddie and all of those, I like the actors, like the kids that are playing them. But even then, you can see like a big difference between like with Freddie, the 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 kid with the the walking stick, how different he looks in the first Shazam to now. Like he's he's growing. Like he he can't play this role anymore. By the time they do another, even if they did this movie three years from now, like another three years from now, he would be an adult and he would look. Like he was still like he, he wouldn't look like he's in high school anymore. Um, so yeah, it'd be kind of hard. Oh, yeah, agreed. So 
like I said, you know, in, in respect to to the question marks about what's going to happen going forward. So that could, you know, that I'm sure that's kind of left a bad taste in people's mouth too. Um, and obviously the Warner Brothers weren't, weren't going to just completely scrap this like they scrapped Bat, Bat, uh, Batgirl uh, because it was probably a bigger budget used for this than it was for Batgirl. So they felt more comfortable just scrapping those movies, like a smaller budget movie, and to say, you know what, I get it, we're rebooting stuff, but these movies have already been made, the budget was too big, we can't just scrap it because we need to make some kind of money, and if we lose money, we can't lose all of it, <laughs> in a sense. Uh, so might as well try to release these movies as is, and and then maybe, like I said, with we'll see what happens with Flash when that comes out, but um, that uh, that's obviously starting to sound like it's going to do well, just because people are really hyped up about it. And yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone's well receiving uh, what's what's going on with Flash. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Like I said, um, I know you have some more clips here. Did you want to talk about uh, uh, anything you want to talk about? They're just there for use. Uh, if you want to talk about them, we can just general topics that was i, I so I can, I can never pronounce his name uh the son uh the son mu is it what is it oh, how do you pronounce it jamon jamon hansu jamon uh hansu jamon hansu um i was surprised that obviously when we saw the trailer that he was gonna be back because we originally think he dies um because he gives his po- the powers of shazam to Billy Batson to be the new warrior, so he can't live in that realm anymore. Um, and but then we find out he's actually a prisoner of the sisters, or somehow they pr- make him prisoner. Um, and he has a much bigger role in here. He's kind of a comedic presence in the, in this movie. Uh, what, were, what were your thoughts on him? Like how they expanded his role and and how they portrayed him in this? Uh, he was not much. He wasn't as big of like I mean he was a serious character, but like I said, there was more comedic comedic purpose to him. Yeah, he was cool. Um like you said, uh he died in the first movie. Like it's still kind of weird how it it works. Like I guess you just kind of have to accept it. So it's he died physically in the first movie, but the sisters were able to capture his essence before it was like went to the afterlife wherever that is in dc mm-hmm. and then they took that essence and imprisoned him there and then from there they didn't really explain whether or not like so he has a physical body then that so he is not dead or is he dead or how does that work because obviously people don't die the way he dies because he kind of like turned well he turned to ash or blocks or whatever happened to him that's not how normal people die so right i i think in that in that uh i guess you can just explain it that yeah it was his he died but since he didn't die normally it was more of like a transference at that point and not like an actual physical death. So he just got imprisoned. So after the movie like is over, he's still around and he cut his hair and got on a suit and ordered. Yeah, he gets cleaned and, up. 
yeah he's cleaned up he's going to go tour the world and stuff so like clearly he's still alive because you can't just order an uber and be like an essence of yeah like you know, he, floating the yes or what what is that thing they call they yesified him <laughs> yesified him <laughs> Yassified, yeah. yassified oh, him. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he looked good. Yeah, know? <laughs> he looked dapper, like he, like all cleaned up, like he was ready to go, and like he was retiring or something. He's that. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, that was uh, like I said, that was that was good. Um, and we mentioned Gal Gadot was in this, um, and I mean that's pretty Trump already, but who knows? Like, there's still question marks about her because they haven't said they're gonna recast her uh, Wonder Woman either. They they haven't mentioned anything like that. Um, right. They. I'm sure it's just like I said. Uh, like with Henry, the I, I don't think that James Gunn has anything against Henry specifically. I mean, personal opinion as I think it's more of uh, he would rather reboot the character Superman because he's so mm-hmm. important and to have a whole because like dc is going to be centered around superman which is the good call because he is the original hero and everything um but the framing and the perception of superman is based off of Zack snyder's version of him and that's what i think james gunn is focused on so right. if anyone sees henry cavill they're going to think he's the same version of that character but going in a because what they're doing with the reboot with Superman is making him younger. So Henry Cavill, I mean, not that he's old, but you want someone to look like a younger Superman. You probably can't use the same actor unless you want to spend a bunch of money on visual effects. So that's what right. personal opinion, why I think they're going with a different Superman. But with Wonder Woman, same way with Batman, have too. To. Same way with Batman, Ben Affleck. Right? Yeah, I, I expect. Yeah, well, Ben Affleck was already not wanting to come back anyway, but That's still, true. like Ben Affleck's Batman was the Dark Knight version of Batman, where he's about to retire and he's super old. So they're going to go with a younger Batman that just has a teenage, uh, that has a teenage son with Damien. So he's got to be younger as well so they definitely have to recast with that but with gal gadot and wonder woman the character is already thousands of years old and doesn't necessarily like you know age like everyone obviously doesn't age like everyone else and doesn't necessarily have to be recast and is well received by most people most people like gal as wonder woman so it's really up to whether or not gal wants to come back and if they plan on implementing her uh, character in the immediate future, which again, we don't know their full plans, but right now she's not in anything. Uh, they have that uh, Themyscira, their, the, the uh, Amazon Themyscira show, but it'll be before Wonder Woman was born. So we don't really know if she's going to come back for that. Yeah. The other two things I kind of laughed that they did, they like, they don't really do in other movies, but they do in here is uh, when they do like the so when Anne, Anna uh, and he's she's supposed to be interested in um, what's his name again? Freddie. Sex. Freddie. Yeah, Freddie. Uh, Jeff. Uh, Freddie. 
uh, that yeah. he's supposed to be interested in, and their and their parents are like, "This is not appropriate at all." <laughs> she's like six thousand years old, and then and then in the end, when Zachary uh, Levy uh, Shazam slash Billy are trying to hit on Wonder Woman. And the, and the mob's like, why are our kids why are our kids into older women? <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was just kind of funny. Like you know, they normally they normally always always gloss over the stuff like that in the movies. Where like technically, yeah, they look like the same age, but the characters are supposed to be like thousands of years apart in age because like two characters are immortal, and then the person is not immortal. So. That's mm-hmm. always kind of a funny thing, but they mentioned that that, that was hilarious. Um, yeah, so did you want to get into the stuff now? Um, really quick. Well, this might take a second, but I also wanted to discuss because um, it, it does kind of relate to the post credits, I guess, in a sense, because we do have Wonder Woman in this movie, and they did officially, like the DC before the movie came out, officially released images of Wonder Woman um like that it wasn't like a secret going in so it was like trying to tell people but i think one of the biggest issues is that and we've also learned that there was super superman cameos that were supposed to happen in this movie that got cut and obviously wonder woman's here but I think that's one of the biggest reasons why most people are going to pass on this movie. And it could have been more hype. Uh, cause like I said, the, the villains themselves are original movie villains. So they're, they're not like based off of anything in comic books. There's just not a, enough hype to the movie itself for anyone. Cause even going into the, you know, going into it, we've been saying like, we weren't really excited to see this movie. If it had more wonder woman or Superman or any kind of cameo appearances from the rest of the DC, it would have bolstered this movie's uh, perception and and definitely the the ticket sales a lot more. Especially since it's best based on gods, I think Wonder Woman should have been a more central part of the story, as opposed to what happened. Because what happened is uh, Billy sacrificed himself to kill the dragon and to 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 save the day and he literally died but it was wonder woman uh, after they buried him wonder woman comes in and says repairs the the staff of the gods or whatever it's called uh she repairs that with because she's part god being the daughter of zeus and she's being the last god alive um she was able to repair it and then that restored all of the magic and that magic was able to revive billy and he's able to live again and all of the Shazamly gets their powers back. So that's the only real use of her. She does have like, which wasn't Gal at the, at the beginning of the movie when um, he's in that sequence with Billy and, and, and Wonder Woman are, or I should say Shazam and Wonder Woman are on the dinner date. And then uh, the wizard takes over Wonder Woman's face. That wasn't Gal. It was a stand-in. But still, uh, that's it. Like that's all that she was in the movie, and I think if it was more of a, uh, like, the idea for at least I have at least that when the dome gets put up, at least I don't know if maybe it was officially supposed to be like this, but when the dome gets put up is when uh, the Justice League shows up, and that's when you have Superman trying to break the dome, but he can't because it's you know 
Shazam's trying to punch it. He can't. And Superman's trying to punch it on the outside and he can't. And Batman was supposed to be in this movie as well. It was supposed to have everyone cameo in it. So I think at that point you could still like keep Wonder Woman around because she's still dealing with Greek gods and it's part of her pantheon, part of her mythology. She should have been in this movie. And I think, like I said, if they had more of that cameo stuff, just kind of like how Marvel has been doing, where you have Thor and Hulk in the same movie, you have Iron Man and Spider-Man sharing a movie and things like that, it would have put a lot more eyes on this movie. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Especially, like I said, if you have a lot more of a team-up movie, those tend to do better than uh, than it would with the solo one, especially because people... Uh, want love Henry Cavill, Cavill or whatever you uh, as Superman. They probably would have wanted to see him in this as well. So for sure. And and to that point, um, one of the reasons why we did not see that is uh, it's The Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It's his fault specifically, directly. I will point yes. fingers at him um, because too big of an ego. Too big of an ego. Uh, so apparently, I mean, this was both the director himself saying that the, all of those characters were supposed to cameo in and they were going to have Wonder Woman for other stuff. They actually said they, they um, like in the first movie, it was supposed to be Henry Cavill, but he couldn't make it. And then they had the whole falling out with him being Superman. So that's why they use a stand in in the first movie and he had his head cut off. And then this movie, they did the stand-in with Wonder Woman because they were supposed to have Wonder Woman for that scene early on, but she couldn't make it, so they used the stand-in. But then at the last minute, they were able to get her to come to film that last scene at the end of the movie, so you actually have her at the end of the movie. But they were going to write it uh, if Wonder if Gal couldn't make it because it was a scheduling issue. If Gal couldn't make it for that last scene. Um, this scene, if she couldn't make it for that scene, they were actually going to have the older, um, the older God, I forget her name, the Helen Mirren character. They were going to have her still be alive instead of dying earlier. Like she did. So they were going to have her still be alive. And then she would have helped bring Billy back and restore magic that way, which would have been more lame because she should, should have been dead. So, you know, having wonder woman come back was with the original plan. Uh, we want to say the original plan, but it was the plan that they wanted to, to implement. But in general, they wanted uh, all of those characters to come back, uh, all of the Batmans and Supermans. But apparently The Rock didn't want all of that to happen. He didn't want Batman or Superman to show up in this movie. He was asked himself, please, would you like Black, could Black Adam please be in Shazam 2? He declined to be in shazam 2 and he didn't want zach levi to show up in black adam and also the post credit scenes which we're going to get to as well the first one is that they're going to ask justice the justice society was going to ask him to join the justice society specifically the justice society members like the hawkman and probably not uh dr fate because he died right but i guess it would be uh what's the other one the taller uh, the one that got big adam smasher right yeah. and um i forgot the other the girl 
I would assume it'd be them would have asked Black or asked Shazam to join the Justice Society. But The Rock said, no, don't put them in this movie. And that's the rumor. But then, you know, that's what this part here of this Instagram story is. But then Zach Levi commented on that and said, the truth shall set you free. So apparently what this is saying, The Rock didn't allow Zach Levi to cameo in post credit in Black Adam. And all of this stuff, The Rock prevented, you know, uh, or attempted to restructure DC to make it about Superman and Black Adam. Apparently, all this is true. So what you see here is being confirmed by by Zach himself. So um, it's kind of sad, like you know, that we could have had way more, but instead we ended up getting uh, what's her name, Amelia Harcourt and John Economos uh, to. Uh, from Amanda Waller's squad uh, to recruit him to the Justice Society at the end of the movie. So um, still nice to see them, but could have been a little bit cooler of a scene. That's why Batista, Batista, Dave Batista is a better actor anyways. They should get they should get him to replace as uh, Black Adam. I don't think Batista would want to do it. Probably he, he, not. He, he, he has bigger fish he wants to fry in the acting world. <laughs> But in the very least, if he were to do it, he wouldn't, one, he wouldn't have to do, like, 20 hours of makeup, which I'm sure is one of the reasons why he doesn't want to do Drax anymore. And then, two, he would be a leading man instead of part of an ensemble. So, in the very least, it would be more appealing to him. That's true. Uh, and James Gunn could convince him, maybe, because he, he is a really good friend of James Gunn. So That's right. Um and like I said, he's a better actor than The Rock, too. So. <laughs> and yeah, that part, I, I'm not going to, uh, I've got no comment because I really don't know. <laughs> I, ah, like I said, because like I said uh, before, uh, like a couple months ago. He has much better, Black has Adam, much better range. Black Adam is the only movie outside of Fast and the Furious that I've ever seen um, The Rock in. Because there's no movies of his that I've ever wanted to see. Whereas Dave Batista, in the very least, you know, I've watched Guardians and you know Avengers and stuff, and he's although that new movie with him is coming out soon or maybe it's already out. I'm not interested in. Um, he did have that one movie. I think he was like, uh, like well, a bodyguard or something like that. He was in, he was in Dune. Yeah, he's he has range, man. Oh yeah, that's right. He was in Dune. That's he right. has much, he has bigger range than The Rock. He yeah. he doesn't he's not he doesn't act like Dave Batista in every movie. Yeah, um, that, the yeah. the Rock is acts like the Rock in every movie. Pretty much, that's correct. That is correct. That's why that's why Dave Batista is a better actor. But anyways, um, yeah. So let, did you want to then get into the final post credit because it, it connects to the post credit? Um, I don't know if it was just a comedic post credit or if it means anything at all. Obviously, just because of of the uncertainty moving forward with the movie but in the first movie the post credit screen scene of the the little worm guy or the um or the caterpillar if you will uh he shows up to the cell of the main villain of the first movie uh to kind of talk to him or recruit him or something like that mm-hmm. and and um, they go back again to that same cell, 
And again, there's like those drawings, crazy drawings of everything that the scratched up the walls are scratched up from the villain. And he comes back again and he's like, he's like, there, there's much to be done. And he's like, and then the guy's like, I've been here for 40, you, you came here four years ago. And he's like, it takes me a while to travel. Right. Um, and, and then he's like, now the plan begins, but I have one more other thing to do. And then he leaves again. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so to me, I almost took that as it was just for comedic purposes. Like it doesn't really mean anything. Um, or they never intended to mean anything at least. Um, but what, what were your thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you for most of, for, for what it's worth, but I do think they intend on playing, paying it off because, um, uh, again, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a Shazam reader, but I did a tiny yeah. bit of research. Cause I'm like, who the hell is this caterpillar thing? Um, yeah. as most people would when seeing this. Uh, DC is just really weird. Like, if you think Marvel Comics is weird, uh, well, if you remember, I bought up DC is even weirder. If you remember, I bought up, I bought him up because I thought that this the caterpillar might be connected to and peacemaker to the the villains in in there, right? Right, yeah, and it's the and it's possible, but uh, for what is worth, this is one of Shazam's biggest villains. Uh, and that's why he's uh, been teased in the first movie and in this one. Um, and this is what he looks like in the comic books. But this is still, uh, and he's called Mr. Mind, by the way, like M-I-N-D, Mind, Mr. Mind. And his whole thing he is does, that. Oh, he does have that little box, though, because he's such right. a tiny voice. So people can't hear him. So he has a little box that kind of makes his voice larger. Sound, uh, incorrect he has the voice he has the box because he is being used because inferior life forms can't hear him that's no, inferior okay uh-huh but um yeah so his whole deal is that he is going to uh conquer these seven rounds of magic because he's that's what they've been kind of teasing that so once he dominates these seven rounds of magic he'll be like the most powerful being in the universe yada yada sort of thing but he also transforms he does and he did kind of say once i transform i'll have fangs and wings and stuff so i'll be able to fly i won't be you know sliding around all over the place and stuff like that and i've seen the pictures of the comic book version of that and it does look pretty cool at that point but for the most part him just being a little worm caterpillar thing is not going to sell tickets uh anything like that so only people are excited about this are literally people that read shazam and that's it because no one else can get hyped over a caterpillar thing but uh like you said with the insert uncertainty of the future shazam i do think that if they do another shazam movie that they would be paying this off in the future uh, at some point, because why? Because they could have easily just cut this if you know James Gunn just say, "Yeah, we're not doing Shazam in a while, and we're probably not going to pay this off." So let's just not put it in the movie. Because why lead people on to think that there's going to be another movie with this character if we're never going to use it? So I think, in the very least, they will pay it off eventually, but um, not necessarily anytime soon. That's just my two cents. Yeah, like I said, I I I I thought maybe 
it had purpose but at the same time i was like uh i don't know if because it's just the way it ended i figured maybe it was just for comedic purposes because he's like well i gotta go to one more other thing and i'll be back mm-hmm. in another four years <laughs> he's like and the guy that loses it no don't go yet uh but yeah uh that's pretty much all we have any final thoughts on shazam uh other than i would say if you are interested in it's not the biggest deal to skip it at the theater um you, it'll be on hbo max so you can watch it that way but it is again if you like the first one you should like this one too uh right i agree um because uh, yeah you don't have to go to see it in the theaters that like there's not much visually that's needed in the theaters like to really appreciate anything um but yeah uh definitely i would give it a fun movie to watch with the family um yeah check it out if you are into co- the comic stuff but yeah that's a wrap for today uh obviously please check out all our previous shows that you may have missed on the barroom network under on youtube and on all major and minor podcast platforms and of obviously please check, continue to check out everything else that the barroom has to offer we do various different shows that are that cover the um that cover all of Chicago sports. Uh and right now obviously the big stuff going on is with the Bears, their off season. There's a lot of things happening, the signings, uh things that Ryan Poles is going to do, what he may do in the draft. The draft is only a couple of weeks away. So what the Bears might do with that ninth pick. Uh, obviously they traded for DJ Moore and a bunch of other stuff, the first pick. Uh, future picks and stuff like that which with with that to uh, continue to build around justin fields but yeah uh like i said uh check all that out but yeah that's it for carl and myself we'll see you guys next time all right peace out